Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub. This is a friendly local food hub. It's based in Bermondsey. It's run by our very own Kelly Webster of the Mill Lionesses, a very well-known Mill fan. They do need supplies, dear listeners. Before we get into the show today, they have posted they need tinned meat, they need toiletries, they need soup, they need tinned fruit and veg. If you can help in any way, they are on Twitter, at Lions Food Hub. DM them, you can DM me at Actor Mill and I will pass on any help and information that we can. Lions Food Hub at Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening. Now back to the show. You're listening to Afton Moorwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Except no sandwich. Hello and welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to a bright, sunny Mother's Day. Sunday morning. A big shout out to begin us to all the Millwall mothers out there. And it's Mother's Day and I just want to say a big thank you to every mother listening to this show. Joining me today are two fruits of their loins, the mothers of Millwall loins. We've got two great guests here. We've got Mr. Harry Warren. And having cast a scene from the opening um, scenes of, of Apocalypse Now, Harry, you know, you, you had a late night, mate, and a late night shower akin to Martin Sheen before he goes up country, I understand. You're a little bit under the weather, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I haven't been this sung over since we won at Wembley. <laughs> So there's a good start to the show. Joining me also, a new voice to the show, a really well-prepped voice, is Mr. Alex Russell. How are you doing, Alex? Very well, thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me on for my debut. And uh, yeah, good morning, evening, afternoon to all listeners. Listeners need to know, Alex Alex did actually see the game yesterday and Harry's hung over from a late-night drinking <laughs> session. Um, but these are the reasons that you listen to the show. It's the colour that exactly. we that, that, that makes our show so, what it is. Um, this is what you're missing from, uh, from going down the den. You're missing, you're missing the people calling people the wrong name and, uh, and slurring the words in the background. <laughs> Gentlemen, Millwall away win at Derby County yesterday. I, I'm going to say something moderately controversial, perhaps as some might say it. Um, it's very easy to take the piss out of a doer win. It was a it was a doer battle, listeners. Um, if you didn't see it yesterday, um, it was illuminated by a, a terrific Sean Hutchinson header on 43 minutes. Um, and the Lions dodged a bit of a bullet on 77 when Derby hit the crossbar from a corner. Otherwise, that was a pretty strong defensive performance that will not set the world alight in some ways. 
television world won't be set alight by it, that's for sure. But that was a pretty strong overall performance. Um, Harry, am I saying things that you don't want to hear? Or is, is that a fair assessment of the Millwall squad as it is at the moment for you? How did you see it yesterday? Um, it was attritional. Um, I thought we could have been behind before we went in front, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. But we got the win. And normally you say, oh, the mark of a good side is is when you play badly and win. I can't remember the last time we played well. So so we must be a good side. I, I just think it's where we are. We don't really have any creativity. We played with no strikers, um, really. Yeah. And, and we still managed to get three points. So, you know, did you expect anything else when you start six defenders and one, four midfielders with goalkeeper? <laughs> you know, did you expect us to score four or five goals? I, I suppose I didn't. And... The fact that they've nicked it with a set piece probably is, you know, achieving what Gary Rowett wants to achieve um, in terms of perfect away performance. But it's a dour fucking watch. And, and you know, football is an entertaining sport. I can I can put up with it if we win. I can't put up with it if we'd, if we'd lost or drawn. You'd have been getting ripped apart on the message boards of Hoff. But um, no, it's, yeah. it's it's one of those things. There's a fine line between remembering it's a results business and it's also entertainment. There's 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 mm. you know there was you get games like that you know regardless who's the manager. But you, you, it's hard work that, that to watch that was hard work. Let's let's get it right. It was it was hard work. I mean, Alex. I mean, I know you didn't see the game yesterday, and and in some ways mm. I respect that decision because I did see it and I wondered <laughs> why I was doing it. Um, to take up on Harry's point, I mean, it was a dour watch, but I'm just wondering, and let's, let's be realistic and let's be sensible because the squad is what it is. Um, the injury list has been what it has been all season. We were all, you know, struck by that Matt Smith's absence yesterday and apparently he's broken his mm. foot. Um, there isn't, you know, what choices does Gary Rowett have? I, I accept Harry's point about, um, attritionality and then the, the kind of doer tactics but in reality Gary Rowett's job is to finish as high up the table as he possibly can and what choices does he have he, he's not he doesn't have much in the way of options to to change it how do, how do you see it I mean is, is he doing what he has to do or, do or does he have choices that we and he's just choosing to play this kind of football out of a I don't know a professional sense of um finishing yeah so I think you're obviously your own, a workman's only as good as his tools and I think the squad that he's got you know he has recruited some players in, in the sense of who he wants to bring in but at the same time we had a very sort of COVID impacted season whereby we couldn't bring in quite everybody we wanted to um, I think it's just about you know we've got 10 games left you'd think touch wood don't want to jinx anything lads but touch wood so relegation's not it's not worrying us so yeah, no, I think I, you just I, sort of play yeah. with play with a squad that you, you kind of see yourself building with for next season. Um, you know, that's why some some players aren't getting a look in or like Jerry Scalak, for example, is, is gone. Um, you just, yeah, build for the squad that you, you kind of see yourself playing next season. Introduce the, the young players here and there. You know, Tyler Bury's coming in. Dan Mack obviously had a, a little run out. Billy Mitchell's getting some, some minutes. So I think it's just about building towards what he wants to build in, in terms of a legacy. But yeah, I mean, like Harry said, setting up with, with six defenders is never going to be an easy watch. But then sometimes you, there are fans that appreciate a, a really good defensive display, uh, a smash and grab, as Mill tweeted. Oh, so Depends sorry. on what you, you like. 
I saw it's described as a smash and grab, and I, I can't remember who it was. It might have been the, the official site, might have been, um, I don't think it was Carl Bates, but it was, it, was, it was someone, you know, in a, in a formal capacity described as a smash and grab. And I, I actually disagree with that because I, I, I think apart from a couple of early chances, which um, I think, Harry, you just alluded, there was a couple of free headers early on where, you know, a, a better strike of a derby might have done, might have put us a, a, at least one, maybe two behind. Now we dodged those two bullets there. Otherwise, we we really did largely contain Derby to mm. that one incident. Seventy-seven minutes hit the crossbar, and that was again was probably poor defending in a sense, or maybe you could argue a well-flighted cross. But otherwise, it was largely um, uneventful, you know, from the Mill perspective. Mm. That's all. Uh, that's all the team selected can do. They they're not going to turn it on like. Um, you know, uh, AC Milan with uh, with Rude Hullet in the side, and it's just not possible. So they can only do what they can do. So I, I, I think it's, I think chaps, it's easy to take the piss, and I think sometimes we'll do this online. We're all on social media. Everyone wants to be um, the Oscar Wilde of Twitter, don't they? You know, and, and get the laughs and the likes. But I think actually sometimes you just got to acknowledge that that's probably a limit as to what that team can actually do. And if they go and do it, it's all you can ask of them. Um, oh, definitely. Not, you, yeah. you think a year ago they probably would have lost or drawn that game, you know, a, a, a side that are fighting relegation, um, that have just come under new management, a, a big manager, a big name at that as well. Obviously, they've got talent in their side, as we saw from the first game back after lockdown last year. Um, they are a talented squad. They probably don't deserve to be where they are, but like I say, it's a game we probably would have lost or, or even drawn. Well, it's Derby with uh, with the resources, Harry, isn't it? I mean, Derby are, so I, I never like these expressions, but a bigger club, if you if you want, um, the Millwall ever ever probably will be. Um, yet it's there. Go on, use the next cliche, Nick. Say sleeping. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> sleeping giant. Uh, Wayne Rooney's Derby. I know Frank Lampard's Derby. They used to be, didn't they? Uh, Stephen Clarence's Derby before that. Yeah, well, there it is. I mean, they aspire to be this kind of Premier League, um, you know, diluted Premier League kind of um, status, which we, we, I don't know if we aspire to that or whether we can ever be that, but they, they do have more resources available to them. And it's them that's looking over their shoulders at relegation, or, or staving it off, put it that way. That's, it's an achievement by a Mills team that's been ravaged by a difficult season. I mean, am I, am, am I speaking in tongues or am i no you're 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 saying sensible things but that's not really what all fans do or, or, is it we, we don't <laughs> tend to you said we're finished mid-table and that's okay <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> mid-table is to be seen as an also ran and and hated by by me it's, it's banality by the fact that we're safe and we um, you know there's yeah. nothing to play for all these kind of cliches to turn around and make me all fans turn around and think fuck it i'll stay in the pub but um <laughs> it, or i won't buy the tether on i follow you know that maybe you should use that as the media uh, marketing campaign for next season uh, mike hayden suggested his assessment of the game was it was dull as fuck and i thought that might be a good a great uh, i remember the um under stuart till a few years ago he started putting up black and white photos on tube stations around london come come and watch Millwall, and i thought dull as fuck might make a great yeah, advertising put that in the, bar, put that in the back of the line. barcelona program after like after covid when we get football tourism back go dull as fuck just a picture just a picture of matt smith looming at the back post poor old matt smith has broken his foot um i i feel for matt smith we'll come back to him later on because i just want to make sure that we um we acknowledge that's probably going to be his his mill time up in reality um 
but I want to make sure that we properly acknowledge Matt Smith's contribution because I think he's been a, a great player. But another player I do want to mention whilst we're on, on the subject of yesterday's game is Murray Wallace, boys. I mean, um, apparently he's, he's come back from injury, obviously. Uh, he only had one training session. <laughs> and I think, he, where was he substituted? He was substituted quite late That's in the game. Minutes, 60 minutes. 66 minutes. Now that's 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 eight. an early substitution in Millwall's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 80, 81 minutes. That's some Four achievement. Subs. I know he's you know, I, I know he's not um you know, if, if it was Malone or, or Wallace, you, you'd go with Malone every single time, but that's commitment. I think that needs to be um acknowledged too, because I think that's that's major, major league effort. Oh, it's great. I mean, I mean the fact is that Obviously, you couldn't play Malone because of the loan agreement. Yeah, which is fair it's loan tied. Um, yeah, but but you know, Murray Wallace is just like I don't know. He's like he's like a hammer, right? It's a brilliant tool to have in your toolbox, but it's not used for everything. Right? But when it is used, <laughs> it's very effective, and that is literally <laughs> what Murray Wallace is. He's a hammer. He's very very effective at what he does. He can't overlap. He's not really a left back, but we've turned him into one. You know, yeah. he's, he's probably. He's probably better than Pierce at centre-back, but we don't know that because we've never played him there because he's just like, oh, yeah, no worries, I'll play there on Saturday, Gary. He must be an absolute joy to manage, like one of those players that just wants to play football. He seems to love the game. I mean, fitness-wise, um, I mean, Alex, fitness-wise, to come back and play 66 minutes of a championship fixture from... He must have kept himself fit whilst he's been injured, but there's a limit to what you're going to do there. I mean, that's that. <laughs> I, I can't imagine how you can do that. He must be an, an innately fit bloke. Absolutely. You think as well, considering that he's, he is a defender yeah. in a, a back five setup, which means you're, you're always going to naturally sacrifice having possession. But I think, wasn't it something like 70% to 30%? Yes. So for, <clears throat> for large parts of the game, he, he's probably being called upon. You know, he's probably got to watch his runner, he's yeah. probably got to. What's going off yeah. his shoulder? That's yeah, right. so he's not only is it is it physically demanding in, in being fit, but being out of the game for so long and then coming in having so much to mentally focus on as well. Um, yeah, no kudos to I, I love Murray Wallace, so yeah, it's good to have him back. I like how you ditched the uh, the fitness question there, Alex, because your boys in the SBC would definitely be digging you out come 66. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I take my hat off to Murray. I mean, he's, he's he must be a wonderful, wonderful asset to us, any, any squad. Um, but there we are, it was it was an uninspiring game in a sense, although I, someone made a good point online that if we'd have had fans there and if that had been your regular away trip, um, do a game nicked by a, a, a one nil win from a Sean uh, Hutchinson header. People have been celebrating with cans and the like on the train coming back like it was a, a big day out. So, you know, it's, a lot of a lot of rocking away over the world in yeah. trains on the way home. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably the best way we can assess yesterday. Um, it puts us into our 12th position, I believe. What, Dizzy Heights? Dizzy Heights. Well, well, there it is. I mean, it, it's it's how you assess a decent season, Harry, isn't it? I, um, I, I think we finished eighth last year, didn't we? So Gary yeah, Rowett... Probably, just, just, just checked it. <clears throat> yeah, he won't want to finish any... Um, you know, the, he won't want to finish much below there if he can help it. And this is probably what he's set up on. And the reason he's set up on that is it's his job and that's his that's his um, key performance indicator, to borrow a phrase that I haven't heard mm. in a while. Um, so he's got to finish he's as got- high up the table as he can. You've been on middle management courses, Nick. With oh, mate, like I've, listened to, I've listened to KPIs and, you know, how do you assess it? And, oh, dear. So, yeah, um, there we are. A couple of comments from um, the internet just to, to set yesterday's game in perspective, I think. 
obviously the, the season is is now got 10 games to go we're not going to trouble the top six i think in all probability but we probably won't be troubling the the bottom three um gary rowett mentioning get murray wallace jap says murray epitomizes what our team is about he's had one day's training and asked him yesterday how he felt about playing and he said i'll give it my best um that's from gary rowett in, in, in a post-match quote and i think that probably speaks volumes for for Murray Wallace. A couple of other comments. I won't do too many of these. Gavin Hewish says, we might not be much fun to watch at the moment, but with all the injuries we have, 49 points with 10 games to go is a phenomenal achievement. I think that's a fair point. Um, and I can't, yeah. I can't argue yeah. with that, Alex. I mean, I, I think that's, that's, that's the way you've got to look at it, really. Absolutely. Um, I think it's been a poor championship. I know that sounds... For it's been a strange season, Harry. I, I, ju- I just think that the standard of the championship is quite poor this season, which is frustrating because you think that we probably at our best would have been higher um with a with a full strength squad for the running um but also i think without us it, it shows what our flaws are you know we, we are very good away from home and i expect that to kind of continue after covid yeah. um the restrictions are lifted back in the new season but how good we are at home is pretty much made by us you, you me alex the fans and the thousands that go, you know, yeah. we make it. It's not a horrible place to come when it's just four four blocks of soulless stadia. No, I agree. Up the the road, so yeah, you know, if this doesn't make you want to come back and be doubly nasty next season, and I, <laughs> within within the bounds of uh, legality, yeah, yeah, common decency, then then I don't know what more you want because obviously. For, what is it? Four wins at home all season. Five wins at home all season. The, the, yeah. the stats are there oh, for yeah. why we're not in the playoffs and and or pushing for the playoffs. And you, me, and and Alex and everyone else, we we can control that in a sense. We we set that touch paper alight next season and we start well and and make it horrible. You know, I think next season, if you actually if you're a betting man, which funny enough will come on to we'll come on in to a bit. <laughs> you're you're. <laughs> You know, the away wins this season, the amount of away wins because fans haven't been there is, is astronomical. I think it's the most most yeah. for, for years and years. And and that is solely based on, you know, um, tactically it's easier to set up and try and hit teams on the counter. And, and teams really don't know how to play at home with no fans. Even now, I don't think. Just on that point, I was thinking, I mean, Ben Thompson got um, clattered in, in the um, opening seconds of the game yesterday. I know it was away from home. The player that did that on the derby side would have been a marked man thereafter for abuse relentless oh, yeah. Yeah. from that moment yeah. onwards. He would not have escaped that. I know it's in his home turf, but he would have known all about it for the rest of the 89 minutes that remained. And that would yeah, have been the away end would not have been, would not no. have been his best friend. And his card would have been marked when, when next, whenever he next is seen at the den because some people have long memories yeah. when it comes to um, holding a grudge. But, I mean, you're right, Harry. We, we, the, the fans at the den and the whole atmosphere um, is, is, you know, is, is, our, is our, I don't know if it's a secret weapon, it's, it's a very well-known weapon. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing, isn't it's it? It's a nuclear weapon, that's the problem. Yeah, I'm loving Bill Giggs in in Jersey, the Ballywick of Jersey. I'm a, loving your optimism, Bill. He says we're still only 12 points off a sixth spot. I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> Bill's been on the, the local Jersey... Um, do they have that? Do they have cider? Do they, have, they probably have everything out there, don't they? Whatever you can... It's a tax haven, so I'm sure it's champagne. You can make alcohol out of potatoes, anything. Whatever you're on, Bill, I want to have a pint with you, mate. That's that's uh, that's optimism that I, I, I love. Um 
Merv Payne says a win's a win and he'll take it all day long. But let's be honest, and this is a good point, it's not football, it's a charade being acted out to fulfil contractual obligations to the media, TV and sponsorship companies. Very true, Merv. Jesus Christ, Merv, Merv makes me seem happy. Have a drink yeah, of it makes Bill's you seem optimistic. <laughs> a, a drink of Bill's Jersey wine will, will help with that 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 um, outlook there, but, but I make you right, mate. I, I think that's the proofread for the advert for Bill's Jersey wine. <laughs> makes people like Merv cheer up. I love you, Merv. Really, we, we do love Merv. We do love Merv. <laughs> and finally, and finally, Barry West goes back to your point here, Harry. Teams brick it with a full den. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, the way things are at the moment, it's just like a behind-closed-door friendly. Teams are now playing for nothing, and it shows. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's been the season, and there's nothing much we can all do. I had my jab on Thursday, listeners, and okay. after a bit of a fever pitch um, day on Thursday night, Friday and yesterday, feeling like I was 100 years old. I'm now back in the game. So, you know, I think the the, the, the vaccination programme is moving at a pace that is a should be a source of national pride. Um, and that will put things, hopefully, hopefully, back to something like normality come the summertime. I really, really hope so. There are things with that. It's like you play, you're allowed to play football, I think, from the 29th of March. Yeah. Your local yeah. club. But you're allowed yeah. to have 22 people in the box, but you're not allowed to go for a pint. There still is things that are uh, are laughing. There, there will be things. I, mean, I think, you know, we're hoping that the new season will start with crowds. I mean, I think probably there will be some measure of um, restricted crowds, I think, to start with. But I'd um, assume so, but I think they're going to really struggle that if UEFA decide to do what seems to be UEFA's idea with the uh, with the Euros, is just, just basically let it go on as if nothing's happened, which yeah. is... which. You know, it's a bit like when you when you're listening to like global politics and you're sitting there and go, I really hope no Americans are involved in these decisions. You know, th this is <laughs> I really I really hope they're not in charge of making this really monumental decision. And they do. And obviously it's a terrible decision, as usual. You for a bit like that. Um, we, we, you know, that that meme that goes around saying we're going to do it anyway. is literally the, the, the idea for you for at the moment. Um, yeah. that, I, 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 I personally think that having thousands of fans move around Europe for a football tournament that's been postponed um, where we seem to finally be breaking the back of the virus in terms of, especially in this country, is silly. Folly. Host, yeah, folly, folly is folly. silly not to host it with no fans and host it in this country or very limited numbers of fans in a country that has the most vaccinated people. Oh, I can't, I mean, that's taking, it wouldn't matter if this was Italy, Germany, wherever, Surely that is a sensible decision, but football um, management is not run by sensible people. It is run by Gianni Infantino. Infantini. It's <laughs> run uh, by the, the, the men that, that make the money. I think you're right there, Harry. Well, it remains to be seen, but let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back to speak to both Alex and Harry about football index and the very many ways in which football fans are separated from their money by gambling companies. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Normal. That was quite serious, Nick. I felt like I was on Panorama, that leading. Oh dear, welcome back dear listeners, welcome back to Achtung Millwall. Uh, we're talking about Football Index, chaps. Now I, I, I had to confess, I um, I had to do a little bit of reading about Football Index. I'd read of it, but I didn't know much about it. But both Harry and Alex, you've both been, um, well, you, you don't bet on it, do you invest in it? Is, is, how, how does this, this, this um, probably got to choose my words carefully, just in case there are any lawyers yeah. listening, this this enterprise, how did it work? Um, what was what was the basis of football index? Who wants go, to start and tell go, us? Go on, skip, you start. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. So the investments, obviously, were never, you didn't, so you'd invest in a player, but you could own multiple shares of a player. Now, obviously, you didn't actually own a percentage of that player, otherwise clubs would be going mental. So what you were investing in was there were dividend payouts from football index direct. So somebody like Paul Pogba, for example, was always in the media, um, for right reasons, for wrong reasons. So being in the media so often would drive up his price and his demand for people to buy him because you'd get paid out a, a 5 or 10p dividend per share. So you think if you paid a pound for Paul Pogba and you got paid out 10p every time he was in the media, that's a 10% return. And then you could sell your player at the end of it as well. So right. um, it would you weren't ever owning anything tangible or, or a percentage of a player or anything, but it was literally the demand was fueled by dividend payouts from so the con- other people wanting to invest. The concept, Alex, just just to, so that anyone doesn't know what what this is, it, it's effectively a a kind of a, a notional stock market in yep. players in the English game. Yeah, is, is it the Premier League or is it Championship? Uh, it- every every league, it's it's all around the world. Um, oh, so it's a global thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's only you're only allowed to trade in England. I don't think because it's regulated by the Gambling Commission. I think it's only English people that can trade on the market, but you can trade on. German players, you can trade on Italian players, etc. So you could take a percentage of a John Daddy Budvarsson and look to, you know, I mean, maximise I mean, your... Port- uh... I mean, my portfolio, for instance, in terms of Millwall names, um, yeah. I've got in my portfolio, which you're not allowed to touch at this point, but we'll, we'll go on to. So I've got Bart Bilikowski, um, and I've got Troy Parrott, because I believe that both of them, possibly if they had had good seasons could have been in 
international squads and talked about we're one injury away from Bart ending up at the Euros. And that would have multiplied their share value. Absolutely. On, so on I'm buying market. I'm buying yeah. my yeah. idea was to buy the <clears throat> was to buy the forgotten players. The in the words of uh, Jordan Belfont, you're you're buying the penny stocks and trying to sell them <laughs> to the rich people. That was that was my game. Um, Alex is a lot more Alex is a lot more Golden Gecko, uh, <laughs> more big time than me in, in this sense. But um, I mean, the the thing was that uh, for me, it's like you had Alex will know more than me because Alex was in it for a lot longer than I was, and presumably with what's going on now, the problem is is because it's regulated by the Gambling Commission, yeah. rightly or wrongly, you believe this is you always any bet, any gambler, and I'm sorry to break down the full forward ladies and gentlemen listening out there is the odds are always stacked in the in the in the favor of the house the house always wins yeah so you you take a football bet or you take a horse racing bet you you bet on that that's something tangible that you can see and that's regulated by its own rules and its own its own sporting authority so you believe in fair play the problem is with football indexes a lot of people have realised, including myself afterwards, that the Gambling Commission don't really do a lot that other than sort of going, well, there's your licence. Football Index sort of was still trading up until a couple of minutes before it sort of put out, because basically the reason it's crashed is basically they changed their terms, which um, I think I sent that email to you. Yeah. So they sort of took away what Alex was talking about in terms of the way that they paid out dividend and... and, They changed their own rules, Harry. I mean, what's what's strong struck me I, I didn't know much about it other than the name you've seen it on the qpr's shirt and, and forest i think and uh, and others <clears throat> what strikes me as um i don't know if interesting is the right word but it's it's dressed in it's a gambling deal really it's it's the same as bet 365 yeah. or william hills yeah. the, the uh the, the 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 horse racing the when i was a kid and the blokes were going in the, in the, in the betting shop it's the same deal fundamentally but it's dressed in the clothes of it being um like a stock market as though it's got some kind of air of financial probity about it and and um respectability the stock market for football um you know the kind of um given a different spin than your average bet on a bet on a dog and it wins or loses you know um this is yeah. kind, of a kind of an investment quality yeah pr wise it's playing into that sort of um it's very clever because it plays into that kind of football manager championship manager generation we're all old enough to bet now so you're saying i know basically what it is it's like all this bollocks is when you go on twitter after me will get beat you know there's four thousand managers that would have done it better and what you're basically saying is is i know football better than you because i'm going to buy this player that i think is undervalued and he's going to make me a shit ton of money it's basically that's what it was playing into but the problem is is this is this isn't football manager and you delete the game and start the new save because you've been beaten in the playoff final this is this is real life with real people's money and you know i've lost money alex has lost money um a, a lot less than some people out there you know you 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 hear stories of people putting their life savings into When it. I was reading this, Harry, um, I mean, I read there's an article in The Athletic, but also one in The Independent, where they've got cases where people have invested their life savings. I mean, I, I, I struggle yeah. with this concept. Um, I mean, Alex, we, we were talking before we started recording. I mean, you know, um, you said you, you'd had some money in there and then got out when it was still possible. They, they seem to change the format of the competition. Oh, so. yeah to make it difficult to get your money out is that is that correct yeah so i think what in in terms of so I, like you say i 
pulled out, so to speak, in September mm. um, and only recently got back in. But the announcement that they made on, on Friday before Friday just gone, I'm not sure what the date was, was that um, they're basically withdrawing or sort of removing the payouts by up to sort of 80%. So because there's no payout or no reason that you're going to get dividends, people just sold up quickly. Um, yeah, the prices yeah. of players dropped by a sort of 80 to 90%. Um, and then what that done, which is, I think is bad as well, they gave it a week between announcing that before going into administration because when all the players were low prices, you, you think you could get a, a, a Troy Parrot, as, as Harry Warren said, for about 5p a share. People would go, oh, I'll buy it. I'll buy 10 as worth of him while he's 5p because if, if the market sorts itself out, um, I'll, I'll make loads of money. So loads of people then carried on investing because the prices were so low Right. Thinking, oh, if it sorts itself out, I'll be fine. But yeah, because they less than a week later, they basically thought they were they were doubling down, which is never a great idea. So because obviously no. all these people is you know I don't didn't put a lot of money in there in terms of I didn't put more than what I could afford. So Alex sort of said to me, oh, I've made X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. um, and sort of talked me through it, and yeah. I I got him very recently. But I think. You know, they used to say, oh, you've got a month free invested. So this was always the thing as well, weren't they? Their adverts on telly were, oh, you get 30-day risk-free trading. So you could sort of play it for a month and obviously see whether or not you're any good at it and pull out. That was kind of their original sort of marketing strategy. And that slowly got whittled away. It was like two weeks. And then it was a week when I signed up. So they, there's kind of, there's a lot of people saying that they knew they were in trouble a lot longer than what they've let on for, which again, when you're in a gambling kind of money sort of industry, there was no, because it's not, it is regulated by the gambling commission. It's not very, very lightly. It seems Harry. I mean, yeah. And it's not regulated by the financial conduct authority or anything like that. So it's not the same as buying stocks and shares, which I think to be honest, I think we all kind of forgot if it makes sense because you're used to, you know, it's you know it weren't real in terms of you're buying Jack Grealish or or you know or uh, Harland. You know, you know you're not buying them. But what you are buying is you're buying into a system that you believe is fair and regulated and allows you to have a chance at at being as good as anyone else. And obviously, that doesn't seem to have been the case. I mean, you can't take if you wanted to cut your losses and run now, you can't even do that. Now they're in administration. It's all, it's all all money. Yeah. Platform is suspended. I, I, I had a quick look yeah. at it, and that you cut, you know, it just says that the platform is suspended. Well, I suppose what strikes me is it, it plays on the kind of modern game, um, online game, uh, scene that's that's very you know very prevalent now. Um, and it appeals to people's football is always going to have a buzz to it. I mean, the value of players seem to relate, as I think, as you said, um, Alex not just on playing performance, but how many yeah. headlines you catch. Media buzz, I think they called it. If there's a media yeah, buzz. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, that adds to their value in some some notional way, which is, is, you know, I think it's one of these things, and I don't know if you'd agree with this, chaps, but in a cold light of day, you think, how the fuck did this take hold? But actually, in the moment, it sounds quite addictive. It can be, it's yeah. quite a pull on you. Would that would that be so? Yeah, go on, yes. Yeah, no, I... I... I can understand why people get addicted to it more and, and probably the longer you've played it, the more that you thought you were in control and really obviously with the benefit of hindsight, you weren't, but it's like, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Alex, but it's like you bought Bow, you know, uh, when he was at his lowest. Yeah. And in oh, one yeah, week, yeah. 
one weekend, Alex has like tripled his money on what he bought him because he produces a moment of magic or something. Yeah, because he has a great game, yeah. and that's Literally what a couple every, of weeks ago, yeah. And that's what everyone's that's what everyone was trading. So there was no like short selling stoppages. You you know that all the all the pitfalls of a real financial market were were there, but all of the regulations to stop you from ending up with what we've ended up with weren't if you understand what I mean so I, I don't know whether or yeah. not it was I don't know whether or not it's football index or it's just a lack of you know the the common the common um rules of a stock market did not apply here to keep it regulated and you know the market does what the market does and all of a sudden they didn't have the money to pay the market basically that's what it seems to me is that they the dividends were too high everyone short sold they run out of money and we're in the position that we're in now. And that's what it seems like to me. That's, that's for libel reasons. I'm sure I'm I not allowed to say that, but that that's how what, it, that's how it feels to me. What's naughty about it. I think is that in terms of, they were putting tweets out as recent as January and February, you know, saying they're in the best financial situation they've ever been in, which if you're going to pull the plug less than a month later, I think that's a little bit sort of, yes. they were that's encouraging not- people to, to put more in. Um, it's misleading. Yeah, it's mildest. It's misleading, Alex. I mean, I, I, we were talking earlier about their imagery of rockets and like space shots, and like you know, your investment will be on a on a space shuttle going upwards, and and that was quite late in the day before they um, before they actually finally did pull the plug on the platform. Um, I mean, the athletic article is is fairly. Um, hard hitting you've got to be a bit careful what you say about these things i mean they make certain descriptions of the scheme as as which i won't repeat because i'm just not sure as to where you stand legally um other than i mean if you if you search on my job to do that (laughs) well i mean i've I've written down a couple of conversation points i'm thinking to myself actually i probably shouldn't say some of this stuff because it could be um could come back and cost me my um my my, my, (laughs) wing index index are looking for their next investment (laughs) i hope anyway but (laughs) it's all out there listeners go go and have a look if other people have said what they think it is um and um go from there um, I suppose in the end, in the end, Harry, you touched on it at the start of the conversation. Gambling is a, you know, you a win or lose deal normally. And unfortunately, if you dress it in other clothes, you're probably being, I don't know, you, you, you're deceiving yourself in a sense. It, it, for me, it comes back to the individual. I know it's going to sound a bit harsh on listeners, but you, you have to, you've got to bring a pinch of salt to a lot of these kind of statements. And um, if it's mm. that old saying, chaps, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Is that, is that... <laughs> That would be fair. I mean, it touches back on to what we were discussing, you know, many, many weeks ago on the show. I think we've done a special before the restart or after into this season's restart around fever. Um, and yeah, that, yeah, the juggernaut of of how what ultimate team is now. Ultimate team will, I think, be affected by what happens, especially in this country. Um, by what happens to football index and and the reason is um i mean i, I want to be careful here because uh was was it proven alex i, I don't know if it was proven it's, it it's, it's still a, what with fifa i think it's still allegedly but it's mm. pretty pretty so, concrete so basically the ultimate team cards that we discussed earlier yeah on, yeah yeah, yeah 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 um there's been a new scandal with them at the same kind of time that this has been going on i, I think I think FIFA are probably quite happy for Football Index to be taking the heat at the moment. Um, but <laughs> basically, there's there's special there's special cards that are like 
if you if you play FIFA, you you can go online and play against somebody else. And there are times when you are playing better players than yourself, i.e., someone who is better at FIFA than you. Yeah. There are also times when you go on and play Ultimate Team where you go, where is this kid's found his mum's credit card? Because like <laughs> literally, you'll play him and you'll go, why has he got like a 99 rated card out of 100? 99 is the best rated card, and he'll have four of them in his in his team, and you'll go, oh, I have no hope here, like. You know, um, but what's happened is, is that there's been allegations that uh, certain people have been selling um, these cards for real cash monies. And, right. um, and, and it's sort of, what's the right word? I think it's been, a lot of people may have fought that for years um, regarding if you're a top YouTuber or you have some kind of presence that you'll get the you'll get the best players perhaps in your packs. I think there's always been an idea that that seems yeah. to happen a remarkably a lot of times for, I don't know, I'll say like someone like KSI or someone like that, Alex would be, would be probably the, the most favorite, yeah. uh, famous fever player at one time. You'd look and you go, well, he, he's bought three of these special packs and he's ended up with Ronaldo or, or someone like that, which encourages kids, you, whoever plays the game to do the same. Um, and it's just, you know, there is an element of risk and gambling and risk and reward to, to gambling. It's very base. If you take um, gambling back to what it is, it's a dopamine hit, isn't it? It's, that's all it is. It's like anything. It's money for nothing and your chicks for free, as the song said. Um, <laughs> that ain't working. That's the way to do it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. That's, I mean, it, it's source. That's what it that's what it comes down to and there's no human being alive on this planet that doesn't understand that hit of money for nothing um unfortunately it's too often too often uh, difficult to achieve Achtung, there we are ways in which football fans are separated from their cash part 3351 dear listeners they have um, to well, they've got to make money somehow while we're not in the ground so they have to create <laughs> for us to, to waste away on you know, there's not, um, yep. there's not, there's not, you can't go to the football and have, you know, the problem is as well is where it's online. And I will say this online, it's always with you. It's, it's terrible. If you're an addict, it must be terrible because we've all got that voice that's controlling us saying, you don't really want to buy another 20 pounds worth of shares in Troy Parrot. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know, mate. <laughs> I might have that know. He scored yesterday, so maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got goal for Ipswich, didn't Yeah, I would have been absolutely buzzing. My dividends would have gone through the roof today. I would have been making. I would have been going to Alex. Look, you should have been on the Troy Parrot shares at five p a share. Yeah, um, on the Troy train. <laughs> on the Troy train. <laughs> if that's it, there. That's his train to the Euros or, or the World Cup or whatever. Now he's got one goal. He's got the monkey off his back, but. You know, it's with you all the time. And, um, you know, there's, we're going to have Cheltenham next week. And Cheltenham's going to be a strange Cheltenham in the sense there'll be no fans. No fans. Well, no, no uh, crowd there. Yeah. No crowd. I mean, it's the last, it's one of the last sporting occasions with fans, like mass sporting occasions, which they blamed a lot of the initial peak was based on Cheltenham, wasn't it? That was the, that yeah. Was a lot yeah. Of articles COVID wave. Yeah. When football had already stopped, I think this weekend, the weekend before Cheltenham was the last was the last football fixture. Um before the league went into its into its, yeah, into its stasis. You know, the amount of money that's going to be pinged online the next week is is astronomical. I mean, 
Mm. If the favourites get beat on the first day, the, you know, the bookies must literally sit there and go home and bathe in cash. Because this, is the, this, is, <laughs> this is the thing. This is the strange thing. I mean, this will come to everybody, every listener, no matter how young and how hip you think you are right now, listeners. You're, you're, the, the story of life itself is that you watch you watch life change under your feet because when I was young to actually place a bet was not impossible far from it you could easily get a bet put on but you had to physically go around to a betting shop walking to a fairly unwelcoming environment full of blokes with fags and papers out and um, no tv um, chalkboard behind the uh, the counter I sound better that though and you had to stand in there, basically you had to stand in there for, for the one, well, that's what our grandfather would do, he'd stand in there for the, for the Saturday and physically put money, past money would change hands, you couldn't get your credit card, there were no credit cards, you had to physically part with cash over the counter, and you get it back again, obviously, if, if you won, and invariably um, the bookmaker yeah, was the one driving the Rolls Royce and uh, they will walk back <laughs> to their council houses. But there was an effort involved, and whereas now I think the thing that really struck me, just going back to football index to close it, boys, is it's so easy. You know, you just got to click, click, click yeah. on your sitting in your front room. There's no effort. There's no standing in some horrid, horrid um, betting shop in the middle of um, I don't know, Mottingham, Dagenham, um, wherever. You know what I mean? It's you can do it from the from the comfort of your own home, and you know, there's a lot of benefits to that. But Jesus, there's a lot of costs at times as well. So. There we Alex, are. Let- I'll, offer, I'll offer you 36. I'll offer you my uh, 15 Troy Parrot shares. You know, the average cost is 36 pence. How, how much are you offering me? How much is John Daddy going for at the moment? I, I, you I, can I, pay I, me. <laughs> hang on. Hang John, John Daddy was less than 10p when I was. was he? He's a penny there. share. I'm having a penny look. Share. I'm having <laughs> a have a look, Harry. While we're just to close the show, boys, I want to mention Matt Smith. Steve Evans tweeted me um, saying he thinks Matt Smith deserves a bit of appreciation in the next podcast. Here we are. Um, he's out now for the season, which means he's probably played his last game for us. Um, but he will always, at moments like this, he's chosen, I think it might have been the Charlton game, um, along with a few others, always make him a favourite of the den. I think possibly also the Forest game we scored. He's, he's got quite a record, Matt Smith. I mean, he's, he's come to us quite late in his career, comparatively. Mm. 2019, 32 appearances, boys. 45 substitute appearances uh, in that two-year period. And 18 goals. That is, that is quite a return for a player that's only started 32 times and has come on for, as a sub so often, often quite late in the game um yeah it's 17, 17 goals more than Pavarsen isn't it <laughs> you know, they're bought at the same kind of time yeah one for a lot more money than the other one um John but to answer your question John Daddy Pavarsen on on football index was worth 16 pence a share until the fourth of the second in which case he dropped down to Drop down to just under 15 pence a share, so around 14 pence a share. I believe that's mainly for skying a ball from three yards out <laughs> for the Colbo line. <laughs> oh dear, I'm, I'm, I don't don't invest. Don't, uh, your, your investments can go downwards, probably your downwards with John Daddy. Expected to go down. <laughs> oh, don't you mean down as well as up? No, just not, not with just John down. Daddy. Not with John Daddy. Down. Matt I mean, Smith, very interesting bloke, Matt, Harry. Matt, I, I listened to a podcast. He's talking to a talk sport journalist, Laura Winter, and it's not particularly Mill related, but I, th- I think it was a very interesting listen. 
he's a very educated bloke, Matt. He's um he's he's done a degree. I think I think he's somewhere in America. He went to Arizona, I think it was. Um, clearly been to some decent schools. His business uh, got an MBA or is working for an MBA. I can't remember which, but he's certainly going to have that when he leaves the game. Um, and he comes over as a decent bloke, you know. That when I don't know if you how you assess people you've never met, but you always I always think could, could I see myself having a few beers with this bloke, you know? And you could. Yeah. He's that kind of bloke, you know. That's a big. I don't think Matt Smith would would drink beer. So I've got a list of players that uh, would drink would be beer drinkers. I, I think. think you'd be surprised. He's a red wine guy, and he. Matthias. Remember, his name is Matthias. Matthew. Matthew. Well, then, then, then we'll then we'll get on the red because I don't hold that against him. I th- no, I think he's a Rioja man, Nick. Rioja. Well, there we himself. are. He gets better and it gets better. But um, no, I, I just wanted to take my hat off to Matt Smith for his contribution to Millwall because he's not really ever had a, a, a run of um, starts. Not really. Um, he's, he was signed uh, for Harris four four two, was he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And um, that's the kind of system where he's going to be at his best. And whenever he gets a ball that's based around and around that kind of system, Harry, he's he's always dangerous, um, given the right service. Um, and his goal return shows that, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, I'll miss him. I think um, I, I didn't like him when he first came here. I thought he'd make just <laughs> all the things that he was going to be. Um, but he slowly, bit by bit broke down what I thought he was. Um, he's better. His link-up play was better than probably he gets credit for. He's quite intelligent. He's not He's not like a John Parkin or, or one of these lower league target men that are basically just, you know, bullies to a, to a point. He's quite intelligent in the way that he does it. Rightly or wrongly, do I believe he'd score goals in the Premier League more than the Championship? I actually think he would because I believe that he'd get a lot more decisions than what he gets in our league from VAR. I believe he'd get a lot more penalties and free kicks because he's literally manhandled. From he everything. couldn't be wrestled like he is in the championship in the Premier you know, League. He'd be um, caught on which camera. Would allow him to get more chances, I think. So, yeah. you know, is he, you know, if you are a champion, if you are a championship side and you're going up and you want a man that's guaranteed to cause panic in the opposition box for 10 minutes in the Premier League, because there's not many Max Smiths left at that. I'd have a go. I don't understand why more club wouldn't want a Matt Smith in their side. It is such a horrible thing to defend against the massive striker in the last ten minutes when you're knackered. Absolutely, and kicks up in the air for ninety minutes. Alex, would you invest a few pennies in a Matt Smith share on the oh, football definitely. index, mate? Matt Smith is. Uh, <laughs> he had the second best. I think he had the second best minutes to goal ratio in the whole of the championship last year. I can year. believe that. I he's, can believe that. Yeah. He's. I'm, I, I love Matt Smith. I love the old traditional centre forward type role. I think. You know, for whether you agree with it or not, I think from Mill this season, he probably doesn't fit our system. I know, I know people say that a lot. Um, you do lose a lot by starting him. I think he is definitely that impact player. I think there's a difference between a high press and a high block, um, and you'd definitely be playing the latter if you start with him up front and playing two centre mids. You're going to get beaten in the midfield with Matt Smith up front. But definitely, like Harry says. I think it was even said on a previous pod. You, you don't you don't train against that in training. You don't get a, a, a unit playing against you, so it's not something you know how to deal with. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Bringing them on for the last ten minutes of a game is is paramount. To, you know, if you're chasing a game, they're not going to know what to do. But definitely, if if it is the last we've seen of Matt Smith, then wish him well on to wherever he goes. I'm sure you know he's got like you say a bright future out of football, but also I think he's got a few years left in him in the game but I even remember watching him for, for Oldham back in the day yeah remember thinking what a player I think he tweeted it was nine years ago or something um, not too long ago which 
made me feel old and I'm only 22. Big thank you to <laughs> Matt Smith and we wish you well if that is the indeed the end of his mill career. I kind of slightly hope it isn't. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see on that front. I, I, I think if he does go, it'll be somewhere... I could see him going to Wickham. Why do I always feel Millwall players are going to go to Wickham? To Wickham. No this feels like a very natural Millwall. Um, like a, a Millwall rest home. Yeah, it's like a retirement home for ex-Millwall players, isn't it, Wickham? It's <laughs> like um, you'll be slowly, you'll be slowly moved on to the to the higher Wickham residence. You know, um, Paris Gowan Hall uh, yeah. comes to mind, and and add the Balayak and Fenway as well. I want, to, I want to lurch from the ridiculous, the sublime to close us out now, chaps, because um, I'm going to leap from Paris Cowan Hall and, and Adebayo to masters of their trade, um, to two masters of their respective trades passed away last night. Non, non-football, but and I don't class myself as a boxing fanboys at all, but marvellous, marvellous Marvin Hagler passed away last night, um, who participated in probably the most almighty round of boxing, I think any of us will ever have seen in 1985 versus the hitman Hearns, Thomas Hearns, passed away at the age of 66, um, a master of his of his trade. I think it's just worth acknowledging the passing of one of the greats of boxing. Um, and also, sadly, Harry, Murray Walker passed away. I didn't realise he was the age he was, 97. That's a decent innings for the old chap. He? But he was, he was another one who um, was the voice of a sport, wasn't he? I mean, Formula One racing was Murray Walker at one point. Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, what a what a life um yeah. Murray Walker had. Uh, I mean, he was in the war, um tank 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 yeah. commander in the war, you know, yeah. driving through the Battle of the Bulge and and meeting people, you know, uh, meeting up. He talks in his book about meeting Americans, you know, about to cross the Rhine to go and assault Berlin, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, within twenty years of that he's standing on a grid. In, in Spain, talking to, you know, Alan Prost and Ayrton Senna about how they're both going to run into each other in about two minutes' time. You know, um, uh, the voice of a sport as well with, uh, you know, with James Hunt and and that that was my childhood. Um, you know, you, you realise this as you get older, that, you know, these people that you believe are almost invincible, you know, slowly, slowly disappear. Um you know, there is only one Murray Walker. There will only ever be one Murray Walker. And, um, you know, there's there's some really nice bits of commentary, especially, and a proud, uh, a very strange thing nowadays in, in this modern world that we live in, a very proud and patri- patriotic person. Um, it always seemed to matter more when it was a, a Damon Hill or a Nigel Mansell going for a win compared to a Senna or a Prost. You know, you could hear it in his voice, which... You know, nowadays it'd be jumped all over for, but back then the BBC Formula One Sunday afternoon was time for Murray Walker, Nigel Mansell, Damon Hill. And, you know, that that bit of I think the best way to round it up is, you know, he'd seen uh, Damon Hill's father race and he'd seen Damon Hill's father, Graham Hill, three-time world champion, um, who died tragically in an air crash and saw that family ripped apart by that financially and, and emotionally. Mm. Yeah. And see Damon Hill win a Formula One World Championship in 96 and, and that uh, that piece of commentary, um, I've got to stop because I've got a lump in my throat, is for a man of um, of Murray's sort of age to admit that he was going to cry, you know, um, it was such a, such a massive bit of commentary. That commentary is... Is timeless, and um, it, you don't get commentators like that anymore. I don't think. 
They don't. I mean, there's a, a great tweet by Merv. Um, we, we uh, mentioned Merv earlier on. We'll mention him again now because he really summed it up. He says he considers himself very fortunate to have seen a golden age of sports commentary, including such names as Peter Jones, who did football, and but a lot of other stuff too. Brian Moore, football. Sid Waddell from the Darts, who was a, a character beyond beyond words. Richie Benno for cricket, and Murray Walker, who he says is brilliant. And he's not even a Formula One fan, which says it all really. I think it's it's that Harry, it's that sense of capturing capturing a sport and projecting it into people that wouldn't necessarily say they are they follow motor racing or the Formula One or whatever, whatever way you want to put it. These are the greats, and unfortunately they do they do pass. But what a life. Um, images on Twitter of him in his uh, tank uniform in the battles in the western part of Germany in 1945. And then he goes on to, you know, to follow a sport that he loves. So uh, 97 years old, great innings. Murray Walker, one of the greats. Thank you, Yeah, he also come up with, before that he was in, well, after the war, he was in advertising. Yes, and he was. Might, you, might be, uh, you might be old enough to remember, Nick, uh, Alex, you, uh, we've got no hope on this one. But when people <laughs> owned budgies, yeah, like there was a craze, wasn't it, that everyone owned a budgie? We had a budgie, yeah, we had a budgie. Yeah, he he come up with a uh, only budgie is a lonely budgie because they couldn't buy the other pet food brand because they'd come under uh, suspicion from the Monopolies Commission. So they decided <laughs> to double the amount of budgies that people owned so they could make double the money. What a brilliant! I idea. didn't know he'd done the budgie one. I, I I did read. I think it was Danny Baker said that um, he'd written the opal fruits made to make your mouth water slogan, which is a. I mean, that's a that's a catch. I mean, even now, anyone of a certain age will know mate, uh, the, the jingle opal fruits made to make your mouth water. It's just like bang, you know. That's 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 um, that's an insane talent. Mars um, are marvelous was another one of these. I think if I remember rightly. What a life! Yeah, what a, what a guy. There we are, dear listeners. Thank you to both Alex and to Harry for taking time out of their their Mother's Day regimes. Um, Harry, sort yourself out. Go and get yourself the the hungover. <laughs> Yes, all right. I'll, I'll go and put a pot of coffee on and I'll, I'll go and pass my card over, looking shamefacedly. Great to have you on the show, Alex. Really appreciate your time, mate. Um, we'll do this again sometime, I hope. Great to have you on, mate. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Nick. And uh, look after yourself, H. Yeah, I will do, mate. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be fit for pre-season. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And we're going to close the show with a bit of classic Nick Hart commentary. Um, it's going to be Matt Smith scoring a late, late, late winner against Cholton, um, which is just wonderful. So we're going to close out with this for Matt Smith, who we hope not, but maybe has played his last game for Millwall now. But uh, thank you for listening, dear listeners. We'll be back. I think it was a midweek game, so we'll probably rustle up the show midweek. <laughs> Until then, from Harry, from Alex, from me, it's Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. A lot of energy for him. He must be exhausted. And it looks like Bradshaw's coming out. Who's this for? It looks like Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Three minutes. Wallace takes the throw in. He's Aidan O'Brien down in front of us in block one. That's going to go for a corner. Left side of the corner. Nice work by Wallace. Look in front of me, he's brought his daughter to watch the football today. She's sat. Um, with a hufty on all afternoon looking at her phone doing her social media I um, she's paid the game one bit of attention uh, I think he must be on a, a, a trip to um, you know a burger joint afterwards in comes the uh, the, the ball from Jeb Wallace ahead of
explodes! <laughs> Let's watch it again. Ball comes in from the left to the far post. It's Matt Smith straight back across goal into the far left uh, corner. Lions will lead it 2 1. Sunday Saturday afternoon in Millwall in Bermondsey. That's what it sounds like. Who do you want to watch? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.